Well, what do we do? We expose people to Christ's powerful gospel of hope. And if you want to turn to Acts 13, uh, it's just the last verse that I want to read you because it was interesting as I was teaching along in Eastern Europe uh, with all those students that were from such secular pagan backgrounds. I mean, most of Europe is godless. They have Catholic cathedrals that are empty of people and truth, and they don't know anything. And, and a lot of their questions were about homosexuality because it's just lesbianism and homosexuality and, you know, no moral restraints. It's just European. And I, I remember telling them, and, and I shared with them, about one young fellow that uh, when I was preaching, basically what I said today, it went out on the radio and television in the church I pastored in New England, and they came and spray-painted obscenities all over the side of the church. And then the next week they broke in and stole all the sound equipment, and the third week they came in and lit a fire inside the church vehicles. I mean, that's how the gay act up activist group did. But one of their members uh, started calling every night at 2 a.m. And we lived in a parsonage that didn't even have hallways. It was a 160-year-old house that was heated by fireplaces, so there were no hallways. You walked through all the rooms, and so anything could be heard by everyone anywhere. And so intentionally, with all of our little children, this homosexual activist would call the parsonage number at 2 a.m. And I would stumble downstairs. There was only one phone in the house, and I'd pick it up. I would... I would hold it away because he would just be screaming obscenities. And I'd try and say something, I'd hold it away. But when I would try and say something, I could hear his voice very clearly. And one day, I noticed someone in the top of the balcony. And they never looked up. They always looked down. And as soon as I'd say, in conclusion, they would jump and leave down that stairway and go out. So I decided I was going to meet my mystery back of the balcony person. So I didn't say in conclusion that day. I was preaching as I walked down the aisle, and I asked the chairman to close in prayer, and I stood at the stairway. And they caught on, and they came down the stairway. And, of course, they wouldn't look up, and they came just like this. And I was standing there, so they moved over, and so I moved over, and they moved over. And I kept standing in front of them, and I said, hello. And they said, hello. And I said, I recognize the voice. You're my 2 a.m. caller. And you know what I shared with Al? That was his name. Look, look at chapter 13 of Acts and verse 38. I said to him, Therefore let it be known to you that through this man Jesus Christ is preached to you the forgiveness of sin, and by him everyone who believes is justified from all things, that which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. I said... All the rules will never change you out. But Jesus Christ, that man, will not only forgive you, he'll justify you. You know what justification is? He removes even the record of your horribly defiled past. And he gives you Christ's righteousness. See, we need to expose the world to Christ's powerful gospel of hope, of a new beginning and of complete forgiveness. We also need to shine our life into the darkness. And just some ideas uh, to conclude this day. We should think about the way in our culture to address what's going on. Uh, if God is pro-life, and he is, then we should have us, in light of our child-sacrificing culture, do something. 
One idea, consider adoption. If you're physically and spiritually able, think of praying about helping raise up some of these children in the light of the gospel and for the glory of God. Or that's why we put into our bulletin the, the alternatives uh, pregnancy center. Most of us can't contact uh, and interact with young girls or older ones that are at the point of crisis, but there's a ministry that can and does. They have a plan, the skill, and they have a track record. All they need is the support. It's not enough to be against something without being engaged for in a tangible way, serving and supporting. And finally, consider using your most powerful tool, prayer. If you haven't started yet, get the literature, read the horrors of abortion, and start to plead with God to deliver us from this evil and ask for lives to be intercepted by loving believers before the baby's life is taken, and then pray for the babies to be born and adopted and for a godly home to take them in and for that soul to come to faith in Christ through his offer of salvation. And just think of that as another way of taking people with you to heaven.